And welcome back to Baby Talk Radio. Welcome back. Yes, this is Vivian. This is Courtney. And we back. We back. We back, baby. We back. Back with another episode of Baby Talk Radio. Mm, 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 yeah, mm, today mm, we're just mm, gabbing. We're just spewing gabbing like it's silly. We're very like silly vibes tonight. So we're riding that wave. And we just being silly. Yes. And we also, I mean, our main topic of gabbiness today will be um, Netflix's hit reality TV show, The Ultimatum, Queer Love. Love. So, yeah, we watched, I feel like, most of it together. Yeah, we watched, like, we honestly watched, like, almost all of it together. All of it. And then we couldn't stop watching it when yeah. we went to each other's or separate ways. Yeah. So we finished it. And then we would, like, I accidentally sent spoilers. <laughs> and then I blew up her phone so that the spoilers would go all the way to the top of, like, that was the message. Funny. Hella emojis. Hella, don't scroll up. I yeah. sent spoilers. So it was crazy. Yeah. So that'll be the main thing we're talking about today. Well, first, you and I have been talking about it for months. Yeah. And then I was like, okay, queer, whatever, whatever. I had no idea it was going to be like leaning lesbian love. Like it's more so lesbian, queer, expansive. It's like women and gender expansive folks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So when I saw that, I was like, oh, mess. Like, it's going to be yeah. the utmost messy because I was like, queer love, is it going to be like a, a, like a mixture mixture? That's what I thought. Because queer is like an umbrella term, number one. So yeah. I was like, okay, but who? Yeah. I feel like if it was diver- more diverse and like everyone's queer, but like say they have like gay, gay man. Yeah, no, it'd be with different. With the group of the queer lesbians or whatever, like. Yeah. Because I, w- I was like, how big is the group? Yeah. But when I saw it was like primarily like lesbian queer expansive women whatever i was like oh mess i already know what's gonna happen yeah uh love yeah so in summary we've been hyped and we've been so ready so we've been counting down honestly no we were because what what did we finish we finished love is blind love is blind yeah and they showed the little preview i think at the end of love is blind and that was how we found out about it yeah we were like we need to watch it okay but we were also like no way because the ultimatum the first season was also a mess were you the person who's like i need another season of the ultimatum yes yes i needed that the most because i would say I think it's the messiest. It's way more unhinged than fucking Love is Blind oh, for yeah, sure. Oh, yeah, 100%. Insane. Yeah. But we watched it, we loved it, <laughs> and we have so much to say. I won't shut the fuck up when we watch it. Like, Vivian doesn't say anything, and then I'm just like... I'm just absorbing. I'm literally like, oh, look at her hair. Oh, did you see how she looked at her? Oh, she smacked her <laughs> lip. Like, I'll just say shit. <laughs> I'm just yeah. being, I'm being that person, but yeah. I can't help it. Yeah. Okay, but like, what would you rate it? Oh, okay. We're we're, we're <laughs> we don't like to it. rate, but we're. I'm asking her because she hates it. Oh, yeah. Um. Hmm. What would I rate it? Would you rate it high enough to where you would tell your straight friends to watch it? Yeah, I, I already told my straight yes. friends to watch it. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like I'd give it um, an eight, maybe eight point five. 
Definitely. Out of 10. I think it could have been messier. I think a lot of people on the show had really good communication skills. Some of them. Interesting. Yeah. I think some of them. I think some. I wouldn't say most, but. True. I would say half. I would (laughs) say half. I would say half of them thought they had good communication skills and it came (laughs) off like that. But really they were just. Yeah. Yes, they could communicate what they're doing and want, but the things they were doing and want were completely unhinged. So it made it like it canceled it out. Yeah. What would you rate it? Well, I guess I would rate it the same. All my friends watch it. Should we give like a little, a quick spiel about what the show is like about for people who may not know? Okay, so The Ultimatum Queer Love is a part of the kind of reality TV multiverse that has come out of Netflix's original TV shows. So you may have heard of Love is Blind. Too Hot to Handle. Too Hot to Handle. These kind of like romance-ish reality shows. And The Ultimatum, they did the first season a while back. Like two years ago. Yeah, like two years ago. And basically The Ultimatum, the premise of the show is... There are a select amount of couples. I think this time around we saw like five. Yes. Five couples. Yeah. Who, you know, one person who is in the couple is like, I'm going to issue an ultimatum. We either get married or we're done sort of thing. Because one person is ready to get married and the other person is not for whatever reason. And then they go on the show and then they quote unquote, quote unquote break, break up. up. I mean, they're not seriously, I guess, broken up, but, but the- they tell themselves it's serious. I feel like season one wasn't season two. Yes. What? Season one, they didn't take the breakup seriously. Season oh. two, they did. Yeah. But they break up. Then they have one week of dating the other couples. Yes. And then at a dinner at the end of the week, they decide. What of all these people that you dated do you want to have a couple with or a relationship with to have a trial marriage? And so at this dinner table, they stand up. They stand up and they say, okay, during the week of dating, like I really liked Vivian. (gasps) So Vivian, would you please be my partner in this trial marriage for the next three weeks? And we can learn so much from each other. And then Vivian cries and she goes, yes, Courtney. (laughs) I'll be your trial wife. And then they date for three weeks and it's unhinged. A lot of people sometimes have like physical relations, kissing, making out, exploring. They're basically getting their toes wet, seeing if they feel some type of way about their original partner, if they feel some type of way about being with other people. Yeah. Spreading their wings. Yeah, because this first, this three weeks is, like Courtney said, supposed to be a trial marriage. So usually, I think they, Netflix, like, rents these apartments or something for them. They totally do. Yeah, they rent apartments for them so that they can move into a space together. And so they get to experience, like, what living with someone, this person who they pick to be in this trial, 
style marriage with them is really like so a lot of things like who is I don't know picking up a lot of like the housework sort of thing who's cooking who's cleaning the most and stuff like that comes up a lot things like living with animals we had a lot of doggies this season that caused some drama um and just stuff like that so yeah it's it's really interesting but yeah like Courtney said it's also a lot of thinking like like what is this showing you about the relationship that you've been in that brought you to this point like what what are you learning about yourself what are you learning about yourself as someone who's living with another person in a marriage yeah like how does it make you feel and like do you would you want this with someone else are you thinking about your old partner or are you like I love this new person way more yeah or I feel free or marriage is not for me at all so yeah it's it's interesting yeah And then at the end of their trial marriage, they have another dinner where they share what they learned and then they go back with their original partners that they came with or issued the ultimatum to. And then they move into the same apartment with their new, you know, new slash old partners and they have a trial marriage where they're supposed to implement things they learned about themselves, intimate or implement skills they learned while in the other trial marriage and it's drama they get with their original partners and then all the couples meet up yeah they all meet up and then like that's when the that's really when the mess starts to happen yeah yeah but we'll get there when we get there so but that's kind of the second part of the show so at this point we've had them doing the breakup with the initial partner they came on with you know quote unquote and then they do their week of dating to see who they would like to do trial marriage with they do a trial marriage with someone new for three weeks then they go back to their partners they came on the show with do a trial marriage with them for three weeks and then where does that leave us with the ultimatum with the ultimatum with the ultimatum and then unlike season season 1 not only did you have the ultimatum you had the option to be married Oh, but weird. that wasn't season two. They didn't do that. No. They don't recognize gay marriage. Stop. <laughs> we recognize gay marriage. Happy Pride. Um, Netflix doesn't. They're being silly. Um, but yeah, so when they get to the ultimatum, so they've done both their trial marriages, and then they, so the ultimatum, which is kind of like the decision day, I think is what yeah. they call it. And basically, the decision days on a lot of these shows is usually they pick like a romantic kind of scenic space and wherever they are shooting whether that be like a little museum or a little I don't know a little cute outdoorsy little situation so there's this scenic little location and basically they have the two people who are part of the initial couple that they came on the show with meet up at this location And that's the time for them to decide. So um, usually, sometimes they'll talk a little bit beforehand or – and then someone will propose and the person either says yes or they say no. And then those are the decisions that we get. And – then after decision day, we, you know, we see who ends up together, who decides to call it quits and, you know, what at happens. The reunion. Yes. Well, we, well, we see that on decision day, apparently, you know, mm-hmm. people who decide to stay on. But then, of course, things are going to change after the show. So then there's the reunion. And then we see if things have changed, you know, since the decision day to the reunion. I don't know how far after the reunion is filmed. Oh, okay. So the show was supposedly 
filmed September through November 2021, and the reunion was filmed in January of 2023. So at the reunion, you all know how reunion works. Like, people are calling each other That's when it goes crazy. Out. They're airing it. Like, everyone watches the whole season because it's crazy, but it's like, I need to see the reunion. Yeah. Like, how bitches run to the comments. I ran to the reunion. Yeah. Literally. Yeah. So that's how the show works. So what was your, like, first impressions of the couples when you saw them in the beginning? First? Yeah, first impressions. First. Oh, okay. First, I want to talk about the first things I noticed on the show. Okay. And the very first thing I noticed was how the fucking cast was prompted by production to clarify that the host was, in fact, not gay or queer. (laughs) Yeah. Who even is that lady? You 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 were like, I know her from somewhere. Da da da. She looks familiar, but she's I don't know. She's an actress, and she's definitely on shit, and she's like girl next door vibes. But why was she the host though? Because Netflix is lazy. They could have Googled gay influencer. There's so many like queer influencers or even actors if they wanted to go that Literally. route that they could have had as Literally. a host. Literally, there's so many. There's so many. So. That was the first thing. The hoe walked out and Mal was like, just to clarify, you're not gay or queer, right? And she was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. They were like, oh. But it was totally prompted because you could just tell that they needed to say that to clarify. And I was like, what the fuck? Or I was like, Netflix, y'all so lazy. Joanna Garcia Swisher. That's her name. That name is all fucked up. But anyways, I just was like, okay, y'all could have had like a Y'all could have had somebody. There's hella fucking lesbian actors, hella queer actors, like hostess, influencers, like just people. Yeah. But anyways, that was the very first thing I noticed. And then you had said something that you saw on Twitter, how people were annoyed that they didn't include people's pronouns in the name. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Which, because I was like, okay, that person definitely looks they, them. Like, this is they, them vibes. Why aren't they telling me? Because now I'm like, if I talk about them in conversation, I just feel like I am potentially misgendering someone. And that feels a little weird because I'm like, it's such an easy fix. Yeah. And it's a tricky thing, too, because, of course, you know, it goes into a lot of things. You know, if we look at someone... We, we can't always assume just based off of how they look, which yeah. of course I know you know, but I'm, I'm stating, I know that, for, I'm but stating it was just for our like, listeners too who may yeah. not know you as well. Yeah, 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 who, yeah. I'm problematic. But yes, we can't assume even if someone looks like ambiguous that they are non-binary and it's valid to be curious about what their pronouns are and want to like address them in a way that is accurate to who they are and it is weird that they just didn't include it especially if you're doing a show about called queer love not lesbian love no yeah lesbian love is like you know people would assume it's she and everyone used a lot of she and i feel like yeah because only one person talked about gender identity really right was that aussie that was aussie yeah and i also feel like in the queer community or even like fucking Femmes, anyone, when you meet someone, you just straight up go, what's your pronouns? And they tell yeah. you. So for that's why I'm like, it's because I'm just so used to it just being out there. And then I'm like, yeah. okay, y'all made a queer love show and didn't even do the queer ass thing of putting pronouns. Okay. No, yeah, that's that's really weird. I think afterwards, 
I saw like some TikTok that was like, here are all the cast members' pronouns because Netflix decided to just not include them for some weird reason. And I know some folks there there were there was at least one she they, which I think might have been Mal. And I think um I think Aussie uses and they were the one talking about gender roles gender identity yeah aussie uses aussie yes as a pronoun wait what just aussie like goes by their name instead of pronouns oh okay yeah see and that's queer as fuck yeah like you said if you're doing a show about queer folks you should include their pronouns yes and i feel like because they didn't i heard so much she thrown around for some people yeah i think i saw i mean again my source here is tiktok but and i would have to go back and watch it but i think i saw tiktok that was saying that folks were upset one about the lack of pronouns being displayed on the show and then also oh thank you because of that um who who was um who was that person we didn't like Mildred. Mildred Mildred kept using she her for Aussie and a lot of people were like that's not Aussie's pronouns I don't know I don't know if Mildred knew I that mean, Aussie uses Aussie and just didn't do it or they lived together for three weeks I know I feel, I feel like, like that would have came up anyone who's queer enough to change their pronouns period usually would tell someone yeah but I mean there's you know there's like transphobic lesbians and shit like just because you're queer or gay does not make you unproblematic and that's a thing that within with is within the queer community all the time like it's a discussion and maybe she's just not hip to it like she was just weird and i will say that like sometimes people are gay but they don't have like the opportunity to have queer conversations Mm -hmm. like you know what I mean like Mildred could be gay but still just be somewhere where she doesn't really have gay friends doesn't talk about it maybe they're all on the same bullshit so it's totally possible like I don't think we should assume that like oh they're gay they must be hella woke like bitches are hateful out here sometimes bitches are rude yeah plus it's like you can be gay or queer and that's someone's sexuality and so they might not have like exposure to conversations around gender yeah and like gender identity and things like that especially if you're like someone who's gay but very cis yeah and mildred was that that girl was cis for sure Also about the host sort of thing, I found an article. Um, I'm just sort – I'm citing some really fabulous sources tonight. It said she made out with a girl once. No. um, This is from an article in Hype Bay. Um, I don't know what this is. B-A-E? Yeah. B-A-E? Yes. I thought it was B-A-Y and I was just saying that as a joke. That's so funny. No, it's literally B-A-E. I don't know what this is. So, I mean, I don't, I'm being transparent about my sources. Um, anyways, because I'm just looking it up on the spot. So, according to Chris Colan, the show's creator, it was really Netflix's idea to have this Joanna girl, 
as the host and have a different host than Nick and Vanessa Lachey, which I'm happy about. Um, it was Netflix's idea. Um, I think it was a good idea to have a different person. As for Netflix, as for why Netflix would select a straight host, I think one of the big takeaways for me about this or any of these shows that we do is that we're all human beings, he continued. I don't think you have to be completely aligned identity-wise with someone to be able to empathize with them. For people who feel like, oh, I'm a straight person, I might not relate to the stories on this show, they are widely mistaken i'm a straight person i don't think that has anything to do with being able to tell the story at the end of the day i'm dedicated to telling the story and understanding the people whose stories that we're telling he closes i put joanna in that category as well okay i have things to say not entirely judgy like okay that article was fucking stupid just say you're straight and you enjoy watching queer shit and you want to be included or mentioned like you don't need to be mentioned you know what i mean Mm. it was giving like oh, I really have to be gay to watch a show. I can be straight and still enjoy it. You guys just hate straights. I feel like this, the show's creator, this Chris guy is trying to put in in nice terms or sugarcoat the fact that I feel like in order to pitch this queer show, like some people on the production team or maybe on Netflix's team were like, Okay, but how are we going to get the straights to watch it? How are we going to convince these straight people to watch She's, this show? No. This is not, I'm not saying this is Joanna. This is the yeah. show's creator on why they picked Joanna. And I feel like the production company was probably like, we need to try and find a way to have someone that these straight people can relate to or something. I feel like they were trying to pitch it as a way for like people who are you know, who have zero interest in watching a show about queer people. And I feel like that's why they might have picked a straight host. I feel like even from the trailers, you can see that the host is very not involved. So I think they were just lazy, honestly. Like, I don't Mm -hmm. think, oh, they have a straight host. I could watch it. And then you see her for five minutes total. She has five lines. I feel like having a gay host is more of a fan service because the people tuning in want to see gay shit. Oh, totally. But I feel like they're trying to expand their audience to more than just queer people. I think the people who are going to watch this that are straight are already watching it. Like, this shows for the gays, the femmes, the girlies, like, the queers. Like, everyone's tuning in except for, like, maybe cis straight guys. And I don't think a cis straight guy is going to be like... Garcia Swisher, she's hot. I'm gonna tune in. I feel like a guy might do that. No way. Yes. Or I feel like a guy would be like girls kissing, sure, because they love to sexualize. I mean, they're gonna fucking go on there for Lexi. That's a whole nother thing. But anyways, that was goofy, silly. We love the little conspiracies of why, but it was kind of fucking stupid. Like, just get a gay host, dude. Oh, yeah. She was shook as fuck. It was you, so funny, though. Her reactions were hilarious. I felt like watching her react to the mess, I was like, oh, she has no gay friends. Because she was like, oh? Like, her yeah. eyebrows went to the back of her fucking neck. Yeah. Her eyebrows would raise so fucking high. You could just tell she had no gay friends. Or she never seen mess before. She never been in it. Yeah. And so that was fun to see. So, okay, now we're going to talk about a little bit more about the couples and stuff we saw on the show about how folks were interacting with each other and some of the drama. 
Um, so these are the couples for folks who might need a recap or who haven't seen the show. So the couples who came into the show were Vanessa and Xander, um, Mal and Yoli. Yes. Sam and Aussie, Mildred and Tiff, and Ray and Lexi. Yes. So those were our five couples. And, oh my gosh, and then it just gets crazy from there. Yeah, Lexi had big giant knockers, big giant titties, big giant juggers, big giant, what did I call them? I don't know. Jonglers. Jonglers. She supports a chiropractor's lifestyle. Like, she, her jonglers were crazy, but all, all the lesbians, they were all into it. They were like, damn, I'm looking at Lexi on the poolside. Everyone could not stop talking about her jonglers. Yeah, in the first week when they were dating other folks after their initial couple breakup. There's a montage. There is, like, a series of clips of people from the other couples who went on to dates with Lexi, and they were like, wow, she's so beautiful in their little, like, one-on-one interviews. And they're... Thinking her jonglers are beautiful. They were yeah. like talking about her, her face. Yeah. No, it was it was really funny. Yeah. And it was interesting too because I was telling Courtney that I looked them up on Instagram after we watched the show. She really she she rode that wave. She's the only one in her bag. Well, and it's interesting too because these posts okay, so and to provide some context, so I went onto her Instagram and she has a lot of kind of like lingerie photos. Um, like she looks great. It's just interesting because when I watched her on this show, I guess that's not like what I would have thought the her vibe. Instagram to look like. Yeah, like I wouldn't like she seems a little bit more like she's she, so she sounds boring as fuck. She's okay. very monotone. She doesn't seem funny. Like, she seems like someone who is firm in their opinion and is strong-minded. But, yes, I don't see a lot of, like, playful, like, extroverted energy from her. So, I I don't know. I wish she was capitalizing on it, I guess. She's the only one of them that capitalize on anything. And I feel like everyone that's on these reality shows become a celebrity, they do. Well, yeah, they become a sort of influencer, and I don't blame them. Like, yeah. you have this opportunity to... But I feel like the others did not. Well, I don't know. The show, I feel like, just released. So I feel like mm-hmm. this is the time where they're really just, all of a sudden, getting way more attention. Because I think the cast was released prior, so they did have some opportunity to kind of start building their own platform based off of having been showcased on the show. But... Now that the show has aired just recently, I feel like now they, they have time to... St- I Like, I'm seeing Mal a lot on my TikTok for you page now, but maybe that's just because I'm a Mal stan, so... No, I love Mal. Yeah, we, we okay. love Mal. So, yeah, our favorites. Mm. Let's say our, our favorite and our least favorite. Ooh, okay. My favorite, Mal. Love Mal. Least favorite, obviously Mildred. Mildred sucks. Oh my god, but yeah, I don't like Mildred. No, I really... She's... I think she is... Mm. Okay. I'd probably put her as most problematic. Yeah, so Mal is my favorite. I love Mal. Because of, I just thought, first of all, everyone's a mess. Can we just get into the drama? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go for it. Everyone was a mess, and I feel like a lot of people, they were proving the stereotype of U-Haul to be true. Very much so. Because they were just saying fucking stupid, crazy, unhinged shit. Oh, like, like immediately Lexi being like, being I'm in with love Mal. with you. Yeah. 
okay, first of all, yeah, Yoli and Xander saying I love you and f***ing and talking about marriage and looking at each other's bank statements and planning IVF. That's wild. Vegetarian kids. Okay, that's that's crazy. that's so funny. The fact that Lexi had a trial marriage with no physicality, just like talking Mm, with mm -hmm. Mal, and told her parents straight up, face-to-face at dinner, I, no, Mal's gonna be in my life forever. Like, da-da-da-da-da. Like, she, I'm, and then she even told her parents, I'm ready to marry Mal. You've been living with the bitch for two weeks. Like, I'm fucking tired of the... Is that what she said? She said she was ready to marry Mal? No, yes. If you go back to the hmm. dinner, because I rewatched it again. Oh, my God. Oh, that's she, true. You did just rewatch it. She was telling her parents, like, I'm ready to marry Mal. And the parents were like, you guys don't really know each other. And then yeah. Lexi was like, it doesn't matter. Like, you don't need to have everything lined up, but I can see it and da-da-da. They're just unhinged. They're proving the U-Haul correct. The other thing that I feel proves the U-Haul stereotype in this mm-hmm. is the fact that all the couples were like, we've been dating eight months and they don't want to marry me compared to the straight ultimatum. It was like, we've been together seven years and he hasn't popped the question. All of them were under two years except yeah. for Mal and Yoli. The other thing that I was like... I thought Xander and Vanessa were like three or four years. Oh, yeah. They were three or four. Yeah. But Vanessa's a whole problem. (laughs) Oh, God. But everyone was just so unhinged. They were U-hauling. They were trying to U-haul. And... But it was all volatile. Nothing worked out in the end, I feel. Also, okay. On the topic of U-haul, like, I... I feel like it'd be interesting to research more about, like, how these, I guess these, like, stereotypes or labels around, like, queer women, or some of it can just be, like, slang as well, too. Well, it's slang for how they move into relationships, like, how they move very no, quickly. No, yeah, slang, yeah, 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 and I feel like slang is maybe, like, a, a more accurate term because they, like, stereotypes are, are harmful in, like, all situations, I think, but... I feel I'm, like it still falls under the category of stereotype. Yeah. Because it's, like, a joke. It's, like, oh, she's a lesbian. Is she gonna move in in two months? Yeah, exactly, and that yeah. doesn't sound like a good thing. I mean, but at the same time, for a lot of my friends who were in lesbian couples, they all U-hauled. Yeah, no, yeah, and I'm saying, like, like that in of itself, moving in with someone quickly, if you feel like that works for your relationship, like, okay, that's not, it's not my, it's not... Mm. I'm just being problematic, I guess. I mean, Because yeah. I just feel like I see it, so I'm like, y'all do that, whatever. Because I know some people who've done it, and it works out, like, I don't <laughs> know, I, I feel like if people are on the same page, like, and if that's what they want to do, like, that's... Do it. Well, I don't think U-hauling necessarily ends badly. I just think yeah. that U-hauling, like, the beginning of going together and making the moves fast, like, it happens a lot. Yeah, so I just, I I was feeling that present for me around, like, the topic of U-hauling yeah. because I think it, it, it is interesting, like, seeing the, the differences between the straight ultimatum or, I mean, I don't know all of their sexualities, but we see couples yeah. of guys and girls and the differences between like yeah like how they move in the relationships and the the stages of the relationships and how they get to those places at much different points and in much different ways than we see in the the queer love ultimatum one so I do still think that that's interesting and I don't think that like 
I would necessarily label either as like a negative way. Like it's just interesting to see like how perhaps gender and sexuality influence like the way those relationships kind of take shape and how they progress. Yeah. I was also going to say it was really frustrating to see the stereotype leaning towards true in this Mm. because I was like, of course, because first of all, you have to do auditions. You have to talk to the couples. Da, da. Yeah. They're picking the messiest of the messy. Not everybody does this. Not all lesbians, you yeah. haul, blah, blah, yeah. blah. But I was like, for people who watch this, they're going to be like, duh, I heard of you hauling. Look right. at their you hauling. Because they're picking bitches who are like, I'm not married. I want to be married. I want IVF. I'll do whatever it takes. Like, I need to have these happen now. Same with Love is Blind, how everyone's so ready mm. for marriage. It's because mm-hmm. they're all picking unhinged, crazy people. Yeah. Yeah. It, I always think, like, watching these reality TV shows about, like, how they're, do... It's desperation. They have a psychologist review well, them and be like, no, yeah, they're breaking. Put them on the show. Okay, yeah. Um, And I had a different point, but (laughs) yeah, I was going to say something entirely like I feel like not related to desperation. And then you're like, uh huh, desperation. I was like, what? What were you going to say? What were you going to say? Desperation. Um, I was going to say that like watching, I I love reality TV. So I feel like I'm watching a lot of reality TV. And every time I watch it, I'm always curious about like what the role of the producer is in this show and shaping the experiences that we end up seeing on the show in terms of, like you said, like casting, like what exactly are they looking for? Like how do they go about finding it? How do they help shape the narratives that we're seeing? Because sometimes, like I feel like The Bachelor, at least the way it comes off, is way more produced. Like there's a lot more... Like more scripting? Yeah, or I wouldn't, I don't know, because I don't, I don't think they script things, but like, like when I say produced, they're like, oh, like they're talking to the, the, the cast or the lead and they're like, oh, maybe you should ask them about this. And maybe if you, you know, like kind of, I heard this exactly. And they're like, kind of steering things in the mm-hmm. way that they want it to, yeah. to play out for the show, which, you know, I get because it is TV. They have to make something that's entertaining, Yeah, but it's also like, I wonder, yeah, it's just interesting to think about like what the role I think of the producer is in these shows and you know what i think it's, and you know what i think that for this particular season i think for part of it they were like i think for part of it they were like we don't have to do nothing this is gonna be messy because mal and lexi didn't do shit together barely did anything but yoli yeah. and xander were like off the deep end they were going crazy yeah and even like tiff and sam just arguing like, didn't even want to hold mm. hands. Like, they thought everyone was going to be At the beginning. Fucking. They thought everyone was going to be fucking, But they didn't. Who, the producers? Yeah. Mm. You're not going to make this show and be like, oh, no one's going to fuck. Like. Yeah. I thought the, I thought the storylines were interesting. Because, yeah, I feel like, okay, because in the recoupling, we had Vanessa and Ray, who was Lexi's initial partner. Yeah. Which they were kind of like, they ended up saying that they felt like they were friends. And, but then there was that whole thing where I guess they, they had one night where things got a little steamy. Um, And and then we, then you mentioned the different definitions of sex because it's queer yes, sex. Yes. yes. This was something we were talking about when we watched it because in the show, um, I guess there was a an evening where things got a little steamy 
And then some people, there was this kind of big debate, both on the show and I think in its reception, about, like, did that count as sex? Which I thought was really interesting. Um, because yeah. some people were like, even yeah. when Even when Vanessa found out Xander and Yoli had sex. Yeah, she, she wanted to know, like, yeah. specifics and details. Like, what did you do? Um, yeah, which is interesting. I mean, I feel like that's obvious, and I feel like I w- I just did not expect everyone to have the same definition because even straight oh, yeah. people have different. Definitions oh yeah, everyone of has different definitions. Like that, so yeah, but I was gonna say like that's why I think they were like, no, let's just let them do what they do because they all had different levels of mess. Yeah. So and and one of them like obviously Zoli Yo Zoli I <laughs> shipped them I shipped <laughs> oh them. Oh my god, that is Xander and Yoli. Like I feel like you could not prompt script that. Like they were just they were completely insane. They were so obsessed with each other. Yeah, but I will say like I was like watching it and I was like, God, I fucking hate that they're doing this U-Haul shit because it's just making people think that and I hate that I mm. see it a lot I hate that my friends experiencing it a lot like I'm just like why the fuck is it a thing but it's obviously not everyone fucking does that yeah there are people that have commitment issues or people that just don't do that right. or people who move differently but and we saw that on the show there were people who yeah. were like marriage is not for me yeah so but I, I do see what you mean that there was kind of like this playing out of the because multiple people. narrative. Yeah, multiple And that, people. that can be harmful and reinforcing, like, that stereotype about, like, lesbians or yeah. queer women, queer expansive folks, like, moving quickly in relationships. So, yeah. Yeah. But I also feel like women, generally, we need security. And I think marriage provides that. So I do think it's normal to see women want to get married sooner. And if you have two women in a relationship, Mm. I think you might even feel like I need to get married even sooner because I trust my partner in a different way than I trust maybe a man. Yeah, that's a really good point. That's why I'm saying, personally, I don't give a fuck about the U-Haul shit. To me, it's just slang for something that does happen. Yeah. And it could happen for different reasons. It could happen because, I mean, fucking straight people will do that shit too. Oh, they yeah. U-Haul and get married after three months. People are just crazy. Yeah. And you know what is also, I think, interesting is that we don't call it that, though, when straight people do that. Yeah. Like, if they move in. They're still crazy. People yeah. still talk about it. <laughs> yeah. No, people will be like, oh, they're moving really fast. But it's interesting that there's, like, not a term for it. Should we just call it U-Hauling? I mean, well, I feel like if anyone doesn't at this point, but yes. um, You're all unhinged. Something I also thought was an interesting point of discussion in the show, which we talked about a little bit, I think, through our copious amounts of texts about this. Oh, yeah. Was the conversation around, like, IVF and, like, because, well, because... We didn't talk about this, you and me. Yes, we did. You just have to wait until I get to the point. (laughs) But, um... (laughs) I'm, I'm, I'm preparing it. Um... Around, like, the whole Yoli, Xander, and Mal, because at the end, like, I think on the decision day, Mal is talking to Yoli and being like, oh, or I don't know if it was on the decision day, but Mal makes this realization and being like, oh, so Xander has money and you've talked about IVF with Xander and, like, Yoli really wanted children, like, soon, 
And so Mal was like, oh, I see why you're so ready to kind of like be in this relationship or be married to Xander because they have this financial security that I guess I don't quite have yet and you want children. Like, and um, we totally texted about this because you were like, oh my gosh, Yuli is crazy for that. But also I get it. She's at this point where she's like, I would do anything for a baby. Yes. And and I think it's like, it, it makes sense because, and I think, you know, we've talked about this as well in other contexts of being like, sometimes love is not enough. Definitely. And like, I get it if like, yes, it feels shady. Like, and I remember when I saw it, especially because we love Mal and Mal has been working to provide. It was shady for multitude of reasons, not just them sharing that information. Oh, yeah. It was just like the, the whole situation of the of the Yoli Xander and then going back to Mal after Mal had been so patient and been from what we saw a really wonderful understanding empathetic partner who was like I understand you're in love with someone else like who had so much patience and understanding um so I think that was what felt like oof like ouch that hurts but also like I do kind of get if like Mal is not quite yet at that point and Yoli really wants to like carry a child and was getting to this point where they were like I I need to be able to do this like really soon and if you're not going to be ready to do this really soon I want to find someone else who can do that for me soon yeah so. And I think people will be like, what the fuck? That's unhinged. But a lot of people, y'all ignore the fact that I don't know if you've talked to pregnant women or people who really want babies and stuff, but they will tell you it's not even them. Their body, their hormones, their body is actually steering them towards wanting to have a baby. Like there's this instinctual thing in some women, this archaic thing where it's like, I need this. My mom was one of those people where from 27 to 32, just this biological shit was like, you need to get pregnant by any means possible. And it doesn't matter if you have someone with you, like you need to carry a child. So my, you dream about it. You think about it. You feel it in your body. Like that experience is real for a lot of women. Yeah. And that's why I was like, I don't blame Yoli, but obviously it's fucked up because context Yoli and Mal have been together for three to four years Xander and Mal for three weeks. Xander and Yoli. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Xander and Yoli for three weeks. I could get into that. Oh my God. Um, But yeah, so I was just like, it's super fucked up. And obviously you were like, wow, how can Yoli be so shady? And I was a big Yoli hater, but I'm also like, sometimes like, that biological thing is real and not only that like you have to live your life for you yeah and sometimes most often love is not enough it doesn't matter if they love you if you're not ready to take this step and like this is my life and this is like what I need like I have to do that it was just obviously fucked up but obviously like she's gonna do what she wants people are gonna do what they want at the end of the day no matter what yeah but we love Mal like you were saying and like Mal said in the Mm -hmm. reunion when confirming that Yoli and Mal had broken up, Mal was like, you tried your hardest to make me seem like I was unsupportive, but you indirectly proved to the entire world that I was the most supportive, the most understanding, the most patient, and the most like there for you, down for you, ten toes down for you partner. Yeah, the best partner. Yeah, and Yoli just looked like a whole fucking fool. And Mal, I'm getting goosebumps. 
Mal was incredible. I have goosebumps. I actually cried when I heard Mal speak to Yoli in some ways because I was like, that is something that is part of my dream Mm -hmm. as being like somewhere on the spectrum, but having a lot of experiences with straight men and not getting the type of support I want. And I feel like the type of support I want and the relationships I want lean toward queer or just like queer view or perspective of how relationships are work and are structured yeah so like when i heard mal i was like this is the type of partner i want yeah i'm so jealous i'm so jealous that i feel like it's hard to find this in people i think it's especially hard to find this in men so like if you are someone who does love men and are attracted to men it's really hard to see that it's really hard to find that in men um, it's, it's crazy to me that these types of relationships and how we view it. So like are sometimes inherently queer and it's just like, not a lot of people are queer, but they feel this way about relationships and what they need and want. So I was just like, God, like I'm so tired of like, I just wish it could be for me. I don't know where yeah. I'll find it. I'm still on my journey and exploring shit, but everything I saw in Mal was what I would need from a partner Aww. to feel the most free in my life yeah, and to feel supported and loved because I feel like I'm legitimately a bird and I feel like for someone to love me the most would be to not try to control me yeah. or cage me or put yeah. a title on me in any way. I'm a relationship anarchy girl. Okay. Yes. Yeah. So I just was like, because even the fact that Mal was like, I respect your love with Xander. Yeah. Xander is a good person. I'm glad you're in love with Xander if you were going to be in love with anyone. But I love you enough to keep loving you after this. They were like, I chose you before and I choose you after. And I choose you every day. I have goosebumps. Oh, my God. And I was just like, the bitch whole another person yeah and you're like multiple times them. yeah and, tr- and i was like you're queer as fuck i was like you are just different mal and yeah. i love it and i was just like mal needs to have not mal yoli and another thing these bitches need to have a conversation with themselves of whether they want to open relationship or not and if that's something that's going to work for them because Yoli gave relationship anarchy vibes where they thrive from having different types of love in their life. Hmm. Like Yoli really just did not seem like they need to be in a monogamous relationship. Right. They were talking about, I think, like that sense of like romance or intimacy that was yes. lost recently in their relationship but with Mal. still wanted to be with Mal and love yeah, Mal. Yeah, because there was like a sense of like loyalty and maybe like comfort, familiarity, like, you know, that they found in their relationship with Mal. But they were finding that sense of like intimacy and romance that they were really missing in their relationship with Xander. Yeah. But I'm also like... Some people think it, you can find all of that in one person. And that's why I'm like, you hoes need to think about what relationships mean to you. Yeah. How they work. Because do you know how hard it is and what type of pressure and responsibility you put on a single person to meet all your needs? Mm-hmm. Like Mal could be someone who supports you in your life, but maybe the romance changes. And even like Vanessa's dad saying marriage should be like a seven year lease. Mm, I do mm-hmm. believe there's multiple loves in life. And to just, again, put it all on one person. We live so fucking long. 
Yeah. We're adults for 60 years of our life. Yeah. Like, anyways, some of these hoes need to be in open relationships. Some of them need to think about relationships and what they mean to them. And some of them need to think of, can I find support in one single person? Or, like, is is shit just different? Plus two, yeah. And I think that's... Yeah, plus one to everything you just said. That was great. Snaps. Snaps for you. But yeah, I I think that this show, and I think more so than we saw in the the straight ultimatum, that when we see people who are queer in relationships, it's already them just even being in a relationship challenges the norms of relationships. Because, you know, the, the norm in... Get married, have a baby. Yeah, a, a man and a woman, like, have a baby, They get or they get married, they have a baby, you know, and so having a queer relationship is already outside of that norm, yeah. so I think it already encourages thinking about relationships in different ways, because the fact that that relationship even exists is, is challenging norms, um, and I think we, we saw, like, some of that introspection from people as well, like, even though Vanessa was a whole kind of you know, I think a whole thing. She was kind of kooky. She really thought she was a fairy pixie mad Manic girl. Pixie what is it? dream girl. Yeah, 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 whatever. She really yeah. thought she was a good adventure chaotic. Yeah, and again, I you know, we I don't know these people, so I don't know what they're really like, but based off of what we saw on the show, like she just came across like pretty manipulative. Very like selfish. To a very kind partner. Emotional man- man- yeah. manipulator. Man- manipulator. Yeah, no, totally. And But, you know, the one thing I will say is that when her and Xander did not end up with each other at the end, she was like, you know, I don't think I can be, like, monogamous. I think, like, I am someone who would probably need an open relationship, which makes sense. Like, we saw her in the dating week, and we're like, oh, my God, she looks so happy just, like, dating all of these people and stuff like that. Oh, yeah, she was living her best life. Yeah, and she said that at the end, Even in week one, I was like, they don't need to be together. Like, she's she's loving She was so happy to, like, be dating, and... Yeah, so I think it's it's interesting, and I think, like, more people should definitely think about, like, yeah. like you said, what does a relationship mean to them? And I've talked a lot in therapy, too, about, like, you know, it's, it's kind of crazy to expect one person to fulfill all your needs, yeah. you know, as a partner. And I think, too, you can, depending on what your needs are in your life to feel fulfilled, those don't all have to fall on your partner. Like, you can have... Yeah. Like, I know you've talked a lot about getting a lot of, like, fulfillment from your friendships. And, oh, like, God, I'm in, in love life. with my friends more yeah. so than romantic partners. Like, I'm yeah. actually deep in love yeah. with my friends. Yeah. And my friends are who, what makes me feel like I'm a person and that I can be a person. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. So I think there are a lot of different ways, you know, I think – a lot of relationships is thinking about like what we need and yeah, what makes us feel like a person yeah. <laughs> and you know, yeah. And finding different ways to get that, that don't all fall on one other person too. So yeah, yeah it's interesting. But that's very, not only is it queer, I would say it's even outside of queer because it's so, yeah. cause a lot of queer and gay people, they still do the traditional route. Like yeah. I would say this whole conversation about relationships is minor like or what's it's not the majority it's the minority even within queer community yeah I think sometimes yeah I think it depends because I mean I guess I think about like the show and the whole premise is are we going to get married or not which is a very and they were like 
are we going to have a baby? Are we going to have a house together? Right. Like they were still Which living very... the traditional nuclear yes. fantasy. Yes. Yeah. Traditional nuclear fantasy. It's <laughs> <laughs> no. a good one. Put it on a t-shirt. Uh, but I feel like we're more so talking about concepts and stuff instead of talking shit about the people. Okay. Um, Mildred was a toxic, not even queen. Kiff talked her shit when she said, Mildred, respect transcends race. Yeah. Just because you're Latina doesn't mean you get to fucking yell and be toxic Latina. And I also hated that she was doing the stereotype Latina. La toxica like i fucking did not like that because i was like people already fetishize latinas yes period and even they fetishize the toxicity and how it like really they're 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 fucking um fantasizing uh ad- adrenaline rushes they're fantasizing yeah. like you're and putting that onto a person a whole ethnic group yeah and she was living it and that might have been her normal, but I was just like... I hated that. Yeah, I was like, girl, like, have you done so little introspection work that yeah. you're really blaming your own race? And, like, I get shit's cultural because, yes, some households are loud. Yes, sometimes people talk to each other, but that's not every household. Like, have you done any introspective work to where you're like, is this just my household? Are all my other friends' households fucked up, too? Like, yeah, I don't know. Like, it was just fucking rude. And to put that on Tiff and be like, you need to respect that I fucking say what I say, da-da-da. That's just, like, making an excuse for not wanting to, like, change your problematic behavior yeah. and, like, take accountability for the they ways in like, which you hurt other people. And they were old enough. Yeah. Everyone was 30 and above for this show. Aussie was the oldest at 42. Yes. It was an older cast Mal than the was other one. 37? No way. Yes. Something. Mal was almost 40. What? Yoli no was, way. Yes, something. Okay, and then yeah. Xander and Vanessa were 30. Yeah. Ray was 27. Lexi was 24. Right. Everyone Lexi except Lexi was older. And yeah. it's kind of like, damn, you're really struggling at fucking 42. Like, no shade. People struggle. But it's like, I don't know. A lot of people that were issued the ultimatum were like, why would you do this? Yeah. And I do think it's goofy. I'm going to bring you on national fucking television because we can't sort out our own issues. The fuck? I would break up with someone if they issued an, if they brought me on the ultimatum. I do the ultimatum first and then break up with them. So the reunion could be juicy and I'm also trying to get my check. Yeah. I just, yeah, I really did not like Mildred. I hated her, yeah, being like, I'm a Latina, so you just have to get with it. Like, that's that's not what being And that a Latina was just is. minor. Like, we find out in the reunion that she, like, physically assaults Tiff. Yeah, it was physically abusive. And yeah. there was a lot of backlash about that on social media, too. People being like, if Netflix knew that Mildred was, like, physically abusive towards tiff why would they let this abuser come on the show and like be near them and like say all this or with other people yeah and with other people but a lot of people i think the other cast members said like we actually didn't even know about any of that until we went on the reunion and we were all finding out in real time that that is what had been happening so it's not like people knew that's what abusers do 
They keep that shit with the one person they've been successful with abusing. Like abusers don't just abuse every single person they come across. Like it's very much isolated into the household behind closed doors. Shit like that. And wasn't she like, yeah, I'll be honest. I did throw a dog gate at you. Bold (laughs) to say that with her chest. Yes, but you know, she thought, but that's how toxic she was. She thought she was owning up to the wrong she did. It's like, no, you're. I'm so like, I just really do not like her. Like, that's, yeah, it's so whack. Another person I, I feel like the sh- when we're talking about people we don't like, it's so obvious why we don't like Vanessa that we don't even need to fucking talk about her. Yeah. Because I have bigger issues with Yoli. Oh, interesting. And my issues, when Mal in the reunion was like, I watched this back and I felt really upset because uh, in real time at the time when we were having conversations and I asked you, do you want me to leave and trust you in this moment to talk to Xander? Oh, and then yeah. you're over here fucking feet footsies and being yeah. like, can they see me? Am I in their line of sight? Yeah. No, not. Kiss me. Yeah. Kiss me. I love you. Like it really showed how fucking childish Yoli was because I'm going to say that's very youthful, young, childlike. Mm. It's so immature to fucking be like with your original partner who's very understanding and you're almost kind of taking advantage of it. And like, it's like, I don't know. It was just fucking stupid. And it did show Yoli to be super shady. It really did. And... I don't know. Yoli was just fucking annoying because you could tell that Mal was like, I'm trusting Yoli. Yoli is moving appropriately and respecting our relationship and blah, blah, blah. But then you see Yoli's acting a whole fucking fool, planning Hawaii trips with Xander. That was crazy. Holding hands, embracing, not even hugging, embracing Oh, my God. Yeah. She was a fucking fool. And you know what? She was worse than Xander. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. I would say Xander was completely, like, innocent in that situation because it's, like, Xander was being more respectful to their relationship with Vanessa. God, it was so fucking crazy. I did not like Yoli. Yeah. Plus, I feel like, too, Yoli proved a lot of the things that Mal said to be true at least in watching the show from my perspective like I like Mal's big concern coming in and apprehension about getting married was I feel like Yoli falls in love and wants to get married with every single person that they've dated and then we see that play out again with Xander and it's like that like you're saying like when they're kind of canoodling in the corner and stuff like yeah it seems like Yoli was ready to get married to Xander yeah they were they hella were ready exactly and so I think that really like proved Mal's point and to Yoli's fault and another thing was that it seemed like Yoli was, like, also getting caught in these lies, like, about oh, yeah. how they were behaving. Like, they were like, oh, I told you about the messages when they were going back to their original partners doing that trial marriage. But Vanessa told Mal that she had found that Yoli and Xander were still messaging. And Yoli was like, oh, I told Mal about that. And then Vanessa was like, oh, and about the selfie? And then Mal was like, you didn't tell me about that. Like, you conveniently left that part out. And 
then at the reunion, the things about Hawaii, and then Yoli was like, oh, like, tell them, Xander, that's not what happened, right? And then Xander was like, we were talking about that. No, so when it comes to the selfie, Vanessa straight up was like, Mal called Vanessa, Yoli, Xander, right, and, yes. and whatever to the table. We need to discuss this messaging stuff. Yes. Why is Vanessa messaging right. me when my partner Yoli is telling yes. me what's up? And yes. then Vanessa, whatever. Fucking Yoli goes, I that didn't happen. Or goes, I don't remember that happening. Or yeah, I didn't, she was being so weird. I, she said, I didn't know that happened. Yeah, you like how were do you fucking not know? messaging Xander. Yeah, it's stupid. I didn't know that happened and then said it multiple times. It's like, yeah. why? Because it was a blatant lie. Like, yeah. that's really weird. Yeah. yeah. She would get caught in blatant lies to where it's like, the fuck are you? You're weird. Yeah. Gaslighting, Mal. Not yeah. gaslighting, but like, I feel like adjacent. Because it's like, you got caught by multiple people. Xander themselves is the person you're messaging is saying, yes, there was a selfie. And you're yeah. being like, mm, I didn't know that happened. You asked for it. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. She's the, a liar. She's weird. Yeah. The last person I wanted to talk about who stood out a lot to me was Aussie. I was going to say Sam. Um, well, both of them in yeah. very different ways. Like I, on, you know, the positive hand, I think Sam is kind of, like absolutely incredible to have so much patience and so much love for Aussie to really stand by Aussie moving through and trying to work through their challenges and what seems to be like some emotional issues that Aussie has going on um, because it's not easy to support someone like that who has so a lot of like mental turmoil. Yeah, who has all of these? Yeah, very very present it's like layered like mental emotional different types of trauma challenges. Yeah, and what seems to be like yeah expressions of like coping with yeah some sort of traumas or. Yeah, and it's 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 a lot, and especially too. What it was too much? It was too much. Yeah, no, and and Aussie just had seemingly no capability to face any sort yes. of conflict. Like Aussie would fully get Shut up down. and leave, leave, and it's just like, and you you can't you know do that. At least, and I feel like I could not be with someone who did that and so I really like on the other hand and I commend Sam for being so incredibly patient with Aussie to be able to like stand by Aussie working yeah. through that and love them so much and you know the last thing on that too I think um on social media a lot of people have been saying that Sam is like this unproblematic fave which I get and I I feel like too in the relationship we saw the trial marriage between Sam and Tiff which was such a funny coupling at the beginning they were having a lot of fights and it was really hard but then the last two weeks seemed to go pretty well and Tiff and Sam seemed to like learn things from each other like yeah. Sam learn to be more outspoken and say like I will stand by you Aussie as you work through this and like I'm not okay with the way that you know you're treating me in certain situations like learn to have more of a voice and it seemed like Tiff learned to like have patience and like communicate with someone and talk about how they're feeling so I thought that was really interesting yeah man the thing with Aussie was because 
they would shut down, like, for context for millions of listeners. Oh, yeah. All the babies. It would be, the trigger would happen immediately. Yeah. And it wouldn't even be, like, an upward trend. It would go from zero to a hundred. Yeah. Like, they'd be like, they'd be like, why'd you say that? And then immediately start getting up, being like, ah. And they'd be weird about it. They'd be like, yeah. it's hot. Like, oof, I need air. And I'm going to yeah. put my shoes on. And I'm going to yeah. disappear yeah. for four hours. Yeah, fully Because leave. you said something very minor to me. Yes. And... I will critique the fuck right now. I don't know how you're with someone who's been shutting down like that since the beginning of your relationship. Like, like I, you know, like I'm one to talk, like I'm no one to talk because it's like, how do you stay with someone like that when that's like actually insane? Yeah. Like it was very unhinged because it's like conflict is normal and it can be healthy. And Sam is not like Mildred. No. Like Sam was, coming correct and it's like for Aussie to shut down like that was pretty insane yeah but then we get a glimpse that like this is not just like this is result of like childhood trauma Mm. because Aussie was talking about the experience with the immigrant parents Mm. and kind of like the cultural shit having Asian Chinese parents and like it was just you could see it was all stemmed from that like their way of coping like People don't develop that in their 40s. Like, that is some deep-rooted shit that Aussie was going through. And even when Aussie cried, that was, like, that's when you're having a moment. Like, you're having an unhinged moment. Like, when they were crying, the degree of crying was, like, not Tiff. When Tiff was crying at the reunion, yeah, Tiff was mad. But Aussie was, like, you know, snot, coughing. Like, that shit was crazy, so. Yeah, it's hard. I feel like it was also, like just hard and kind of like it was sad. really sad yeah it was sad it wasn't even like ooh reality tv no it was like, i just felt jesus sad. this is someone's life yeah and it felt like like aussie was having a really just hard time and yeah i definitely think that based off of what they had said about things they'd been through and i i feel like you know this is just me speculating because I assume there are probably many other things that like happened in their life that could yeah. contribute to the way that they're acting. Well, they're closeted. That's yeah, and that's what I was going to say is that I feel like that my thought is that I'm sure that plays a big part of it too, you There's know. There's a lot of fear. Yeah, and a lot of maybe like shame and yeah. of course again this is all like speculation, but you know, yeah, it was just it was really sad to watch and yeah. And spoiler, none of them are married. None of them are married, but I I don't know if Aussie and Sam are still together. It didn't say that they'd broken up. It said that... Um, Just Lexi and Ray had broken up post reunion. Yeah. Well, also that um, Yoli and Mal broke up two weeks after done shooting. Oh, yeah. Um, but um, I think the only people engaged is Aussie and Sam, but, you know, they're not married, but... I would be like, what the fuck, they're not married. But I'm like, that's some real life shit. Like, Aussie's really going through it. So I'm like, I don't even know if they'll get married. Who knows? But it was fun to watch. Yes. So unhinged. Like, we talked so much about concepts. We didn't really talk about, like, the individual dramas too much. Or like, I feel like we got, like, the big drama points. We did. And we got what mattered. But it was so crazy. And... I really like how we had a whole legitimate conversation that we haven't had before around the show. Yeah. Yeah, I love it. 
Um, yeah. Yeah, you guys should watch it. You guys should totally watch it because, yeah, it's – on the one hand, it's it's just a fun watch. It's reality yeah, TV. Like, don't like, even listen to us. Fucking just watch the show and be like, oh shit. Damn. Well, yeah. It's it's fun to see like what happens and it definitely is like a reality TV watch yes. where you're like, oh my god, the drama's crazy. Yeah. And I think like there's a reason why we spent like two hours yeah. talking about all of these concepts and themes that like came up for us too and I think that's really cool and I think that it's really cool that they did the show and that they did a queer version yeah. with women and gender expansive folks like I think that's really cool like I don't think I've yeah. seen anything like that in terms of reality TV like and if there is it's it's definitely not the norm. So I think it was really cool that they did that and I liked being able to see it. I think there is a different reality show where they do a season like that uh-huh. and I think it's called Are You the One or oh, something? Oh, yeah, yeah, And it's yeah, all yeah. queer and it's like everyone's f***ing. Oh my God. T-boys, T-girls, oh. lesbians, gays, everybody f***ing. Oh my God, that voice. <laughs> but I, I don't know what show it is but yeah. I I watched it Okay, I'll and she was like, it. no, everyone's f***ing. Yeah. And everyone's hot. Okay. Everyone's hot as fuck. And the drama transcends the record, uh, film. Like, it's IRL. It, oh, my it, God. Yeah, but... Yeah. It was such a fun watch, and it's mess. I do want them to have the fan service of getting, like, a queer host or something, or a oh, gay totally. host. Even just, like, a little, like, celebrity gay moment. Like, that's just fun. Who... Okay. To, Who, to wrap us here. up. Yeah. Don't Who would you want to be the host? For queer, or not queer, for lesbian celebrities, I was like, the only ones I thought of was fucking- Ellen. Huh? Ellen. No. Fuck no. <laughs> Kristen Stewart. <gasps> um, Fucking Cara Delevingne is always in a gay relationship. The fucking bitch she True. dated for hella years. Ashley Benson. Yeah, her- I heard Cara Delevingne's like on a bender right now, poor thing. No, yeah, she's in recovery. But I think Kristen Stewart would have been- She's not a. She's not extroverted though. <gasps> oh my God, they should have had JoJo Siwa host. Oh my God, unhinged. She's too young. She's annoying. Whatever, but she's gay. <gasps> Kaylani. Kaylani? Kaylani celebrity guest. She would have been a good host. Yeah. She would have been a good host. I don't like stan her or whatever. I just like love her like, as a person. And she was on the new season of L Word Gen Q and it was so cool. Oh my god. It was awesome. I think that's that's totally our queer episode. Queer yes. love ultimatum. Yes. Don't give your partners ultimatums. Or do I mean sometimes that's what you need. Or do. But- Huh? Or do. Yeah, or do. But it was fun. Watch it. Laugh. Giggle. Have a thing. Gasp. Gasp. Cry, maybe. I cried. Yeah. Um. But yeah, maybe it will stir some shit up in you and you can email it or email us about it. Yes. Email us, DM us your thoughts about, you know. Who your fave and your who faves. your least fave was. Just, you know. Yeah. Fave, semicolon, list the name. Yeah. That's it. And then uh, some interesting thought. Oh, the last thing I need to say is that a majority of the cast is, in, is Earth signs. So. Oh, yeah. We take that as you will. looked up there. Their zodiac signs. Yeah. And I was like, I bet you, you were like, where are you reading this from? And I was like, dude, there's like 12 articles that list all of their zodiac signs. This is the queer ultimatum. There's going to be multiple yeah. articles about what their zodiac Everyone signs are. Everyone spoke about their sign as well. 
which was funny. Yeah. But anyways, yeah. So let us know what your thoughts were on the show um, or if you have any thoughts about any of the topics we discussed today. If you have any interesting um, ideas about, you know, relationships, queer relationships, um, you know, I don't know, relationships in general, and any of the things we talked about, please, please, please let us know. How do you feel about Lexi's jonglers? Okay. Yeah. All right. Sure. I want to know. So thank you for listening and tuning in to another episode of Baby Talk Radio. Baby Talk Radio. And yeah, this has been Vivian. And this is Courtney. And we'll see you next time. Keep being baby. Bye. Gaga. Baby Talk Radio. Baby Baby Talk Radio.